Yo, what is going on people and welcome back to the Send News Podcast. Join us as we take a deep dive into three articles that we found interesting in the news this week. But the catch is, the three boys that prepared the article didn't tell the rest of us what the article was about. So strap yourselves in and join us as we'll be reacting at the exact same time as we are. And on the show today, we've got Tabby. Well, you know how old like kings had the titles like William the Conqueror? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Call me Tabby the Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Medieval out here. Okay. Medieval. We've got to be. RIP Arsenal Football Club died Thursday, 6th of May, 2021. <laughs> Who? Who? I don't, I don't, I don't know any Arsenal. <laughs> don't recognize them names. We've got Hash. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hash Cakes. H to the cake C. I thought you were going to say my name is H. And then we go, I said it is I. Oh, God. That's why you got to stick with Nav, bro. Stick with the Nav. It wasn't even smooth. It wasn't even smooth, but I tried to do it. There was no confidence, man. It doesn't follow the bar. Like, it doesn't. It's Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Hash. The cadence. That's why you can't get in the studio, Hashes. You can't get a deal. Yeah, yeah man, I need to work on that. I need to work on my eloquency. And you got myself Hassan, aka Fidel Hastro. So, guys, Jeez. we've had a bit of a uh, exciting week in the crypto sphere for uh, myself, Timmy Tabby, and a, and a couple of other us. Couple of there and a couple other of us. Couple others of us. Jesus, of it's us. late, couple bro. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we went on a little spiritual journey as we invested in a shitcoin. And for those that don't know, a shitcoin is a cryptocurrency that basically has no real use. Um, for example, Dogecoin, if you guys have seen that popping around in the media, that's a prime example. Uh, and we decided to lump it on Pube, um, which stands for, what was it? Um, proudly Unwashed Bull oh, yeah, proudly. Association or something like that. That needs to be with E. Is it Empire? Empire, Empire, Empire sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying proudly Pube. Unwashed Bulls Empire. Yeah. Um, and we've had a bit of a roller coaster ride, I'd say, in the last like, week or so. And we've doubted it at times. Uh, but today we, we kind of struck gold as we start to see some real returns. So I thought I'd open up the show and uh tab it to me. Go on, give, give us some um some of your viewpoints on, on how this week has been in the crypto sphere. Just a disclaimer, this is not financial advice, so please <laughs> <laughs> Word, yeah. word, word. But I think we were just after some some thrill, some adrenaline. So we thought, let's lump it. Um, and then, yeah, got the momentum going on Twitter and that. You got to get active, get people, <laughs> yeah. get people interested and, and wanting to see what it is. And then I think um, the price dropped. No, no, no. How did it? At first, it went up, didn't it? It went up. It was looking mm. like a movie. And then I think we... We were like, shit, let's put more in. Let's put yeah. more in. <laughs> and then um, we're expecting it to go all the way up. And then it, it's never that easy. That's the major thing. That's the that's the lesson. It's never a straight ride up to the top. It's going to be a bumpy road. A couple of men oh, wanted right. to back out. They wanted to drop their peas and 
and make a run for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put I'll put my hands up. I did I did message um our crypto chat yesterday to to say to the guys like, look, I'm not I'm not sure about this. <laughs> I can't be taking this kind of L. I mean, the 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 profit is there to be taken. I don't know if I can ride it out any longer. Um, but yeah, man, I, I kind of kept it in, and uh, yeah, we're we're reaping the benefits. The, the yeah. question that's on all the listeners' minds right now, and mine included, is how much money have you guys made? See me. Wait, 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 wait. And I want to hear numbers. Well, All right. I, I, I put in way less than these lots. So mine is chump change. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's what hash uses to clean um. To clean my bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his Rolex. Uh, right, how Let's about this? Hear we'll, numbers. We'll, we'll tell you numbers if you tell us your number for Safe Moon. I can. I've told you my number for Safe Moon bear times. Did you tell us the exact figures on the mic? On the mic though. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. I did. I think I'll tell it again like last week. I can give you an update if you guys want. Nah, nah, yeah, go on actually, go quickly. So five hundred pounds in investment is now currently at seven point six k dollars. Dollars. Nice. Come on. Uh, and you still and time. you and you still can't buy a microphone. Saving <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> up in it. This is bro. I'm not. I'm not getting out until this hits at least a million. So <laughs> <laughs> it's your. It's your Ethereum in it. It's your the. I'm going to be the next Ethereum billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. Let's um, see some numbers, lads. So I, I've bought in three times. The first time I put in about, I could put, put in about 150. Um, and then I rebought another bit for 200. So I put about 350 in, or maybe a bit less than that. Um, and I, I think as of, so before I took profits today, it was worth, I think, about. 4.4k dollars damn daniel um, so i think as a, as a strategy like as a group we were all kind of like taking out our invest initial investment and some profit so i took out um i took out about 1.4k dollars um and then bought more <laughs> bought myself a Rolex but... yeah <laughs> oh, well, a quick trip to the Louis store then um, on the way out I bought um, I think I just topped up again about like 200 300 pound worth so I think invested at the moment is probably like actually I have no actual money invested because I've taken it all out so at the moment it's just profit that went back in um, but yeah man I'm, I'm still I think at the moment it's still like around like 3k my what's what I've got left in uh, so, so just gonna let it ride since that from that initial investment how, how many times is it up Pair uh, times. I mean, because we copped, we copped when like market cap was like, like sub a million, maybe. Yeah, the for the first time, the first time I copped three times. The first time was sub a million. It was like wow. k, then at two point six, and then at five point two, yeah. and it's currently at well, it's currently at around fourteen. It's been as high as oh 18. shit! Wait, um, last time I read the messages, you guys were waiting for it to break ten. Yeah, Bro, it, it, got to, it got to eighteen today. Yeah. Oh. Damn. And so, yeah. like, and it's picked up a lot of steam. You know, KSI bought some. Hey, yeah, shout out to KSI, KSI, man. Oh, yeah, shout out to KSI, bro. He, is he, he one of the whales? KSI. Is he, he one of the whales? Whale, whale. He, he tweeted and he copped, like, because you can see the trade live, innit? There was, like, a, a buy a buy order of, like, $49,000 worth. We were like, cool. KSI's come through. Because <laughs> yeah. people had been, like, the the Twitter frenzy had been crazy. Like, on his case, on his um crypto account, you know, people had just been commenting, buy a pube, get pube. You know, dollar pube, hashtag pube army, all of this. So he finally bought. 
he bought a, a pretty nice dip to be fair to him because it got yeah. up to 10 mil then it dipped down to like eight and he bought that dip and then it just flew like honestly this um, is actually your baby in it timmy you, you know everything about this quick. <laughs> um honestly i've been i've been tracking like the, the twitter i've been tracking this because the thing about it yeah is like we they say we say there's no inherent value right so the inherent value in these quote-unquote value in these coins is like um what's their marketing campaign are they actually doing anything like this is actually like they do some charitable work and that's a lot of the, the genesis of the coin is like they actually do make charitable donations from like the money that they're raising so they did one charitable donation in london i think they just did another one that they tweeted about so like there's shit coins that are literally just like ponzi scheme pump and dumps and then there's ones like this where i guess there's something to them, even though the coin itself has no, nothing to it's, it. It's it's still a Ponzi scheme, pumping dump. <laughs> they just give a couple of pounds to a homeless guy in London. Yeah, like, oh, listen, also has so, to. Oh, sorry, no, go into you know, no, no, but, go So yeah, like I was gonna say, that, like to just round up with my numbers. So I put in like four hundred dollars total. Um, I think I got up to about three point two k dollars. But um, bro, shouldn't it be more if if um you you got in at less than a mil and then it was at eighteen mil? That's like, is this how no, it works? At, like it's eighteen bro, times then. At a mil, I literally chucked in the remaining. I didn't put any money in. I just chucked in the remaining BNB I had left on my MetaMask. Like we're talking like sixty bucks. Oh, and then I was pain. like, "Oh, right, this is going. This is going places." So then I started mm. investing more. But I've taken out my initial investment now. There's like, I don't know, a few k in there that's now like just profit. You so whatever happens, fly. happens. It's like eventually, I'll probably look in again. But it's still early days, bro. Like it's still to the moon, man. These. These men are eating. Mine is like chump change compared to them. I think I put um, 60, 60, 70 initially. And then when it hit 6 million, then put 100 on, um, on top. So I think I made less than a grand, like nowhere near in comparison. But I was just going to say, um, the owner of Pube, has forty four percent of the coins, by the way, hash similar to the one that you had. No, I suppose safe moves not like that. There wasn't safe the guy. Safe moves like, like yeah, yeah. Wasn't it like the guy could just sell it all and just take yeah. it? Like I think now that's I what saw, Tim. That's I just saw... the rumors that Timmy is spreading, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard that. I heard that the ownership group had like eighty five percent of the of the coins on Safe Moon. Because remember, I had money in Safe Moon too, so I was checking that stuff too, man. It all flopped. Did. <laughs> Diligence. Just, hey, did you get out? Did you get out to me? Yeah, I got out. But thing is, like, the money that I got out, then I've put into into pubes, so it's definitely been worth it. Okay, Cause, fair. Because like, Safe Moon, had, even though it's it's coming back up, like, I'd missed the boat, man. Let's be honest, I missed the boat. Yeah. Um, I, is it too late for me to get into pubes? Nah, into nah, pubes. Nah, <laughs> it's so pubes singular, bro, not pubes plural. <laughs> <laughs> I put this in the chat, and this uh, not financial advice. So there's a couple of these big boy like meme coins going around right now that just got listed on Coin Market Cap. One of them is called Ass. It's like Australian Safe Shepherd. I think it's what it's called. So two days ago, this coin was literally where Pube is now. It's like 15 million market cap. Today, it got as high as 460 mil. Oh and I think now it's, it's hovering over the 300 M mark. And all I'm seeing on Twitter now is, you know, people need to take their house money and move it to Pube, <laughs> so on and so forth. So I'm hoping, I'm praying. By the time Friday hits, yeah, it's tables. You feel me? Yeah, it's, it's Libertine. It's Penthouse Suite. <laughs> yeah, man. I might need to be. I might need to use my well money. Come yeah. into few. I'm just going to be competing with KSI as the largest holder. <laughs> Do it, stimulate, stimulate oh the, the liquidity. 
No, I'm I'm happy to put in some money actually. I'll put in like five hundred dollars. Um you should you should jump in. I just when I when I went to the website I felt too ashamed. Like it, it's actually their website is shameful. <laughs> is it well wait, it's I need to read this out for you guys actually. I mean you guys know it, but I should read it out for the readers, isn't it? On, on what the pube the pube, pube coin. Yeah, they said their slogan is Bitcoin is good, but we want pubes. Exclamation mark. <laughs> And it's a universal digital currency that aims to usher in the era of using pubes in financial <laughs> transactions by digitizing humanity's thousand-year-old desire to pay with pubes instead of cash. Humanity's <laughs> desire. Bro, he's when I read that, I was like, I cannot invest in this. But now, the Bro, numbers you man are talking. If we could pay in pubes, we'd be multi-millionaires. <laughs> yes. We could get whatever we want. Uh, yeah, you man. Asians would be <laughs> balling. Would be balling out. <laughs> that would be so unfair, man. <laughs> struggling to grow a beard. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's um, yeah, it's 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 funny you mentioned the uh, the website because I've been like searching up on my work laptop like pube pube uh, pube finance pube prices pube coin and then also there's a website where you can check it called poo coin. But I've been typing in pube poo in my in my like, Google search that works. So I'm just hoping that um, I don't get I don't get tracked down. Um, <laughs> I don't, anyway. think you're gonna get, I don't think you're going to get in trouble. They're just going to be like, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah, with this which, which I mean, it's probably worse because I'd rather get in trouble than them just think I'm some weirdo who's Googling pubes and poo throughout the day when I should be working. Yeah, imagine imagine like a, a disciplinary hearing. They're like, we've we found these, <laughs> <laughs> these such results in your history. <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I'm kind of, because a couple people have caught on because we've all been like just tweeting like dollar pube, dollar pube. And I'm just wondering, like, imagine, I wonder how many people are catching on to this. I'm just like, you know, tweeting shit like pube, big dogs eat pube to the moon. Like, what's, <laughs> must think I've lost the plot or something. Trust. You know what's so funny? It's like, you get so much support as well from like all these random accounts that I started retweeting <laughs> and liking your tweets where you, where you chat about pube. They're just like bots. this identical group. Bots. Nah, I can imagine there's been this identical group like in another part of the UK that are like also having the exact same conversations. Right. Just, you're all just getting together to, to pump this thing. I want it. Like, I want in though. It's like a bunch of you know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme when he like points at the screen, and it's just like you know when he's like pointing at the screen because he's like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. When he's on watching TV and yeah. he's watching himself on TV and he points oh, at the yeah. screen. So it's like you pointing like, bro, these man no pube too. Just like pointing at the screen like <laughs> happy days. It's a little community that sticks together. And we've had a special guest just join us, uh, awoken from his slumber as he overslept and missed the cool time for this podcast. Welcome, Ahmed. How you doing? What? The hell? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, scrap that, scrap that. No, I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. We're keeping that. those pig noises? That is the weirdest yeah, thing yeah, I've yeah, ever seen in my life. It's sleep noise, isn't it? I'm trying to snore. That was a pig, bro. I like a pig. That's how yeah, I'm trying to for Why are you talking about pigs in Ramadan, man? <laughs> Why are you impersonating pigs, bro? That's you. Oh, Who put that sound effect of? Uh, I just someone put a sound effect over my voice. <laughs> Oi, sound man, don't do that again, man. That's, that's what you're the, you're the sound man as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, sound man, that's very disrespectful, fam. Don't put pig noises over what I said. Guys, I've asked you this question before, but I'm going to ask it again because I want structure to this answer. What is the best sport to play for a living? If you're taking everything into account, like all factors, I'm actually going to say baseball. Because 
It's My guaranteed. Timmy and I watch American sports. <laughs> <laughs> I watch American well. sports. I'm going to say something rogue that no one's going to know why. Max, <laughs> actually, to be honest, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm, that's exactly what I'm about to do. So sit down, shut <laughs> up, and learn. <laughs> nah, but so um, for those of you that don't know, nah, but in like <laughs> so, like obviously they have like guaranteed contracts, which is a big thing in the US. Like some leagues don't like American football. They can obviously make the stars can make like seriously big bank. Um, and the thing about baseball is that it's just kind of sport that 50 years ago, 100 years ago, now you could just play for a shit long time. Like if you're sick, you could just play for like 20 years, no issue. So, in terms of like maximizing your earnings, like playing a sport that still very gets a lot of interest, obviously mainly US, but gets some interest in like South American stuff. They have a lot of like South American, um, Central American players. Like if you're talking about all factors. Like, obviously, naturally, I'd be sick to be a footballer. But if you're just taking everything into account, I'd probably say baseball. I remember, um, like, back in the day when, probably when we were, like, growing up, so maybe, like, secondary school times, there'd always be, like, these articles about the highest-paid athletes. And you'd always assume that I'd be, like, a footballer or a basketball player or American footballer on, like, top in the list. But for, like, a long period of time, it was actually baseball players. So like, many of them. Yeah. Like, but, Alex but, Rodriguez was eating. Like, the but one now? Of, the one that's going out with... Bro, he's like about to—he's about to join an ownership stake to buy an NBA team. Like he's uh, got so much peas. Fair enough, he made his money in his time. But I'm saying now in sports, who are, who are the big earners? Are they up there? I, I mean, they are, so right? like, the no. big earners in what in baseball? No, 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 no in, in sports, sports, it's full football and oh. NBA, isn't it? And maybe yeah, some because yeah. like, I, I think I think now like NBA, with yeah. with endorsements, like that's the big thing. So like people like Ronaldo, yeah. LeBron James, like sure they get like a mad salary, but. When you're putting endorsements on top of that, like that bumps them like way above anyone else on that list. Mm, definitely true. I think I think Timmy made a good point though. Talking about like longevity, for example, in a career. If you think about football, when you're done by like 34, 35, like you may bank in that time, but after that, you you kind of lose purpose in a way, unless you become a pundit or whatever. Like not everyone yeah. can become a pundit though. Um, so. I feel like that's a good point. The other yeah. thing, but one one issue I saw a video recently. I think like today, oh, it was peak. This one throw came in, and the baseball guy, <laughs> the batsman, like the baseball guy. <laughs> baseball guy. <laughs> what the fuck do you call them? Like the batsman, the, the bat, the batter, the batter, the batsman. Like he's a uh, like he's <laughs> playing cricket, isn't it? But playing I don't cricket. know what else. Virat Kohli stepping up. <laughs> <laughs> he basically hits the ball, and it deflects off his bat. Onto his kneecap Ooh. from the side, Ooh. it will look painful. So, baseball can still be a bit peak like that now. Nah? Yeah, because like yeah. it's mad, isn't it? They throw those baseballs, some of them are like damn near 100 miles an hour. That's like, oh. almost like mm. imagine taking that to like even when it if it hits like your helmet, it's probably just ringing. Oh, oh man. I was gonna, um, well, it's probably redundant now that you mentioned like longevity and like the risk of injury because I was gonna say Formula One. I think Formula One Ooh, would be quite I was soon. thinking that. Yeah, I was thinking that. But the, obviously, like... the risk with Formula One is is dying. Um, <laughs> like you're you're speeding around at high. Uh, you're at like mad, like two hundred miles an hour around a, around a course, and obviously you have to be wary of other drivers. But mm. at the end of the day, you're racing, you're driving, you're sitting down. For like even though it's long, like race to like hour, two hours. <laughs> you're sitting down just for <laughs> yeah. hours. And I swear you don't even have pedals. It's all done by like on the actual steering wheel right i think like the acceleration so, something like that yeah steering wheel, maybe mm. 
and you yeah. get paid bare. You get to fly around the world, you get to race in all these different countries, you get to be sponsored by a car company, which means you get the maddest cars. Um, you live a very lavish lifestyle. Um, Question on that though: Do you not think it can get a bit boring? Uh, watching what? it, you I definitely get boring. I think not. I think when you're in the car going at that speed, it's not boring. But no it's ve- I think it's very taxing mentally because you have to be like on point for like two hours of race and like yeah. if you have any lapse of concentration mm. it could result in you dying or like being like really badly injured yeah no, that's true and you're really boring all actually for this question was it if you're the best at that sport or just a sports player let's just say a sports player oh Wait, okay well, well how would your answer change who's oh, yeah, gonna say ronaldo isn't it no i was just gonna say <laughs> if you're just a sports player, then it'll be football because like football players experience, whether like you play for Everton, whether you play for like Man City, it's almost going to be similar. You still get the same buzz from the fans. You're still playing like in the Premier League. Like it's still the same experience and still earning stacks. Whereas if I'm, if I'm like a tennis player and I'm not good, oh, I'm not, I'm not top 10 players. Your experience is, is not as good as the top ten players. You know what I mean? Playing in like the biggest stage. If you're not top ten, yeah. you can still go to you'll still go to Grand Slams though. Still yeah, exactly. Grand Slams, but you're not right. playing in Wembley. You're not Why is he in so aggressive? Wembley? You're not playing. <laughs> you're not playing on Wimbledon, the main court, are you? You're playing on the, like the little baby ones. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, there's still a chance you can get to. There's still a chance. Oh, yeah, you, know you know might I mean, get. To... It's not the same though. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, but, but also you're comparing it to Premier League footballers. What if you're like a Championship or League One or League Two footballer? Which is why I'm asking. What What am I going to be? well question the thing the thing i disagree with football with is because one you can get injured like early and there's always the risk of just getting injured and, and ruin your career that's in any sport mm, well actually no, I that's, think in I, any um, that's in any sport actually no no some, some golf. Golf, i think some golf. exactly uh, well golf that's I, so knew, that, I knew that was gonna be your answer yeah I, I've, golf is my is my answer but i'll get to that in a bit the reason I don't think football is one, yeah, the risk of injury um, at, at any level that can just fuck up your whole career. That's Two, any, any sport of no, like tennis no, players are always getting injured and but there's their but there's levels to it. There's levels to it in, in tennis. No, in tennis, it's just you playing. In football, there's so many more factors that you're depending on. Eleven players on the other side that can injure you. So I think it is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy going all quiet. How often uh, do people get injured from the, the other other team fouling them? Rarely, other than Aaron Ramsey, who's got like other than Aaron leg, Ramsey, who's got bro, legs relax. made out of pencil or something. I don't know. Relax, man. Wow, bro, that's a bit of a sensitive yeah, topic. Why not his leg snapped at, at the Britannia? Should should have ate more milk in it. Should have ate more milk, yeah? <laughs> man, <laughs> man's eating milk. What do you do? Do you fucking freeze it and have it as ice <laughs> Should have had a sip in um, Ferrari La Poop, whatever, whatever, whatever that is. What? Petit Filou? Petit Filou, that's it. Petit Filou. Ferrari La Poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, but wait, sorry, sorry. Tabby, um, you haven't answered yet. What do you think? You've said golf, so I'm going to say golf. Nah, but that's just my opinion. You can have your own opinion, bro. Uh, I would say um, probably something like golf. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> now, for reasons that it's it, there's no running around, you stand there, just hit a ball, and then walk to catch up with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Sam, that, that's exactly it. That's why I think golf's the best. You sport. walk to catch up with it. <laughs> yeah, but then, you never, buggy, but then almost never, you never with, golf, with football, like players like Jordan Henderson and like hard work merchants. That that's not a thing in golf. You can't be a hard work merchant and do well. Like you have to be. That's talented, isn't it? Yeah, you have to be technically elite. Uh, hold, but the thing with the thing with uh, golf is that it's definitely going to be less competitive than football. Imagine all the people around the world that are trying to get into football versus all the people around the world trying to get into golf. You're actually more likely to be successful in golf than you are in football. Same as that's same as tennis, though. Yeah, same as tennis. Yeah. But the reason I think golf is better than is the best is as Tabby said, it's like the the least uh, like physically taxing. Mm-hmm. You only play in like the most beautiful like resorts and stuff. You go like, and you only play in nice weather. You're never going to be forced to play golf in like rain or snow. Um, you make bank in in the top level. Um, you don't. You're not necessarily that big celebrity, so you don't have to like deal with that part of life unless mm. you want to. Unless you want to be like a Tiger Woods and they have um, they have mad sponsors as well. Don't they get like sponsored by Rolex and um, yeah, yeah, yeah like other car brands labels. As well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I so that's what my argument for for golf. But the reason I bring this up is on Saturday, you guys might know um, we had a boxing match. Canelo fought Billy Joe Saunders, right? <clears throat> yep. And, uh, yeah. Did you guys watch the fight? No, I didn't uh, see yeah. the highlights yet. I, I watched to... the highlights. Yeah. So, he, it was a, I think it's technical knock. Is it, te- te- do they call it a technical knockout? Yeah, it's a technical knockout because they had to stop the fight. Yeah, they stopped the fight, uh, the fight after round eight because he, uh, he got eye swelling and he couldn't open his eye. Um, but yeah, he actually broke his eye socket in three like three different places and like broke his cheek. Um, and I was thinking, I was thinking like <laughs> the guy boxing, you make serious money in boxing, but you have to fight against beasts like Canelo, who will break your eye socket. <laughs> um, and the guy made, I think, so I'm just looking at it now. Um, Pedro Saunders made guaranteed 2.5 mil um, plus a 40% pay per view share. Um, and he will also make money from bonuses and sponsorships. So they think he's going to make at least five mil. But well, I thought it'd be more than that. I thought, right. I thought it was quite a big fight. At, at least five mil. At least five mil, guaranteed. And then um, Canelo's made at least thirty-five mil. So yeah, that's the thing because Canelo is the big name. He's he's the one that's going to attract people. Even though yeah. Billy, Billy Joe Saunders has like a following, like yeah. in the UK and, and maybe overseas, like Canelo is your yeah. And and uh, Billy Joe Saunders is the underdog, right? Yeah, Canelo's yeah. under contract though, so Canelo's on a it's on a like six five contract for half a billion. So that oh, is that with um that is it that's, that's I don't know someone he's on a six fight contract for half a billion. Wow, Mad, that's Mad. crazy. That is crazy money. Yeah. So these guys are making like Joe Joe Saunders making money like that. I was thinking, sick. You're making bare money, but you're having to get in the ring with Canelo and get your eye socket broken. So, yeah, my my, I think I'd rather be a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't deserve to. Like he was winning that fight. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched the highlights today. He, he fights well. with his arms down. Yeah. So, Okay, that's prevent- personal choice, though. He could have prevented this whole oh. socket thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally fights. Yeah. Because <laughs> got some people got surprised when he flipped him. But um, on, on, the, on the topic of, like, boxing, um, I watched uh, Logan Logan Paul uploaded a YouTube video today of, like, his um, kind of, like, walking, 
not like walking, but like the press conference he did with like Floyd Mayweather um, recently, because obviously they've got their fight coming up in the summer. Was it not Jake Paul? No, no, Logan. Logan stole fight. the hat. Then then Jake, Jake Paul, stole the hat. But Jake Jake Paul was at was at the conference as well, and they got it all on camera of like Floyd Mayweather basically said to them, he's like, look, I want to fight both of you on the same night. And then Jake Paul was up in his face. So Logan was off somewhere else doing an interview. And then this is when Jake Paul and Mayweather squared up. And um, they're like getting really close, like really heated. And you just see Jake Paul grab his hat and be like, gotcha hat. And he like scrambles <laughs> off. And you just see like a massive like, like bro break out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like Mayweather's like, don't fucking embarrass you that man. I'll fucking kill you. Just <laughs> when I'm going to fucking kill you guys. They fucked him up though. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think Jake Paul got banged in the face. Yeah. Um, in that whole thing, had, but had a black eye and shit. Yeah, but what what I did after this is I went on Jake Paul's channel to see if he like posted anything, and um, he uploaded a video after his fight with um Ben Askren, um, and he was talking about the the money that he the revenue that that they generated from that fight, and he was like 1.3 million pay per views sold. I think they generated about 40 million dollars from that fight, and I think he takes probably takes apparently apparently half of that maybe it's, it's in the top ten fights. Yeah, it's in the top five pay per view. It's like tenth or something, which is yeah. absurd. Because I think I saw that image. I think it was what like um, Mike and Floyd were in like eight of the other nine, which is also ridiculous. But the fact that like think of like any other fire in history ever, pay per view numbers. Obviously, you're not gonna think like you know back to the, the old guys because pay per view weren't, th- weren't really a thing, but like any fighter in the modern era last 30 years and Jake Paul fighting a UFC fighter did more numbers than that. That's pretty crazy. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about it if I was a boxing purist. I find it interesting as like just a neutral, but I don't know if I was a boxing purist, if that would like piss me off or not. I mean, like, I think if you keep it in the exhibition sphere rather than try to like say that this is a professional boxing match and that's fine. Yeah. I think once you kind of start saying it's like a professional match, that it, then you'd probably would annoy the purists and be like, "This is a this isn't boxing." Yeah, it's ruining the integrity of it, isn't it? Yeah, like making a spectacle of it. Yeah, but that's an example of like, again, I think what Ahmed <coughs> was saying about the disparity. If you're like a, a a top level and a little bit lower, like even in boxing as well, even Canelo just taking like fifty mil from that fight and Billy Joe Saunders getting five is like peak. Yeah. You know, you guys know that there's a guy in my uh, year at school who, who's, a, who's a boxer. He just became world champion. Wow. Yeah, Sonny Edwards. Sonny Edwards, IBF world champion. Didn't he um, punch up at school as well? Let's not talk about <laughs> it. Moving on to the next no, let's, story. Let's, let's talk on about On to it. the next story. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Sonny, about if you're listening to this, I want a rematch, yeah? And I want half the cup. I'm going for uh, your belt. Is he, is he in your year at school? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he... What the story in school? Do you want to know the story then? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were in we were in school, uh, like outside the library or something. And I, I wonder if he will listen to this and if he remembers and he's gonna contest the the account. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on next week to give his, his <laughs> to give his to give it. Yeah. Well, the way I remember it is, he he was always he's a quite a little guy. He still is, right? He fight he fights at flyweight. He's like fifty kg, mm-hmm. and I was quite big um like width wise you, you were um, fighting a light light heavyweight at age 12 <laughs> <laughs> and um for some reason i don't know he, he was quite like hyper as a kid like quite 
like irritating. He kept on like moving to me. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. He kept trying to lips to me. I was like, bro. Nah. Just, he kept on like coming to me, like I don't know, like annoying me, like kind of like yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. like yeah, just irritate me. So I pushed him away. He came back. I pushed him away again. And then the third time, I was like, no, do not bum this. And I actually, I just had to go for him, yeah. And obviously, being a boxer, being really quick on his feet, he was able to just like move out of the way, yeah, move to the side. And I went like I went. Uh, my momentum carried me past him, and then he just he was able to put he pushed me from behind, and I went flying, and ended up hitting my head against the door frame, got a massive gash in it, and started bleeding bare like down my head. He got shook. He was like, "Oh, what the fuck have I done?" Um, ended up going to medical room and uh, went home. Did they give you a wet paper towel to put on it? They gave me a plaster. Did you miss the Did you miss the rest of school? Yeah, man. Oh, did you man not get the wet paper towel reference? No. Oh, so you all went to a private school, right? Okay, cool. cool. What, what, what? What? As in what? What? State schools no, had a thing. Yeah. We just we just state didn't go to school in thing, Birmingham, yeah. bro. That's it. State school had a thing. Yeah. Now this is before I was in Birmingham as well. State school had a thing. Yeah. If you get hurt, anything that whatever, however you're hurt, yeah, they'll give you like a damp blue paper blue towel, paper paper towel, towel. and like oh, just put yeah. it on your head or something, or like, and it's meant to like cure everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, like, wait. So, what do you mean before go. Birmingham? So, what was this like Egypt or something? Not Ipswich. Bro, I never knew that. I never knew Ipswich. that. Yeah, I found out recently as well. Ipswich, you know. Uh, Hash, did Come you on. um, did you get your revenge? Revenge is sweet. I never, I never got my revenge for this. I'm st- that's what I'm saying, Sonny. If you're, if you're listening, bro, round we've got, two. We've got a world champion you could set him up against. Who? You know, a kickboxing world champion. <laughs> 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 That'd be a sick fight. I'd pay to watch that, you know. Moving on. And uh, on the topic of the underdog going up against uh, the, the the perceived champion, we'll say, for this case. Bro, um, what? I'm, I'm not going to open up with any with any question because I, I can't really think of like, any <laughs> opening questions for like for this situation. But I kind of wanted to bring up the... I, I don't think that's a reach. No, it's not. Yeah, it just that's probably the, that's probably, the, that's probably the smallest reach Hassan's used. And exactly, it's, <laughs> quite, it's, it's actually quite relevant to what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's just um, that it's it just like Hash happened to have that story right in time for you to segue to your thing, bro. Because when I thought I was going to go first, I was trying to think of how to link it to crypto, and I was like, bro, I'm struggling here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, unfortunately, this week we've seen on the in in, in the recent days we've seen um, so-called clashes between the Israeli forces and the Palestinians. Um, so to give you guys a bit of backstory about what's been happening recently. So it's obviously, it's uh, Ramadan at the moment. It's one of the holiest months for Muslims in the year. And the Muslims in Palestine have been going to Al-Aqsa Mosque, um, which is one of the holiest sites in Islam. It's actually where the Prophet, he actually, when he... M- I think he migrated from Mecca to Medina. Um, he actually stopped off in Al-Aqsa Mosque and he actually led prayers there. Um, so it's a very holy site for Muslims, um, especially during Ramadan. Uh, you know you're going to be going there uh, often and it will be um, packed out with Muslims who are who are praying um, and opening fast uh, and whatnot. And unfortunately, what we've seen in, in recent days is the Al-Aqsa Mosque has actually been raided uh, by Israeli forces we've seen them we've seen videos on Twitter of them throwing sun grenades at people that are just praying 
Um, rubber bullets have been used. Um, there's been many, many people that have been injured. Um, and it's it's just, it's unfortunate that during such a holy month for for Muslims that those that are living um, in Palestine can't even go and perform their religious duties without having to worry about whether they're going to be hit with stun gas, whether they're going to be hit with rubber bullets, whether that's going to be interrupted. And basically without being able to go to somewhere like a mosque where um, I'm sure Hashan Ahmad will say that is somewhere that you feel safe. You feel surrounded by your brothers and sisters. It's a holy place. You kind of go there because you, it is, it's a place of worship and it's also somewhere you can feel safe and, and connected with your community. But unfortunately it's turned into a situation now where you have them, you have the Palestinian Muslims still trying to go there, but um, they're kind of met with like these terrible acts of violence from the from the Israeli forces. Um, and to give you a bit more background about what's going on in um, Palestine at the moment as well, so we had the issues um, in Sheikh Jarrah as well, uh, which is actually near <coughs> the Al-Aqsa Al Mosque. Um, and over 70 Palestinians are set to be evicted in the coming weeks. Um, and they're said to be replaced by right-wing Jewish Israelis. So the reason that the evictions are happening is that the Palestinians live in houses that are built on lands that courts have ruled were owned by Jewish religious associations before the establishment of Israel in 1948. So they're basically saying that this land was owned by like Jewish religious associations like prior to the state of Israel being created. So now like the the Palestinians that are living there have to be evicted and they have to be given back to um uh, Israeli nationalists and Jewish nationalists um and it's just sad man it's 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 an ongoing situation that we feel like is never really having any respite um we we kind of see it spoken about a lot in the media um and one thing I want to bring up particularly today is the tone and the language used by certain media outlets where you do see a lot of unfair reporting on the issue um there was the, there was a lot of newspaper newspapers that were calling these clashes between the Palestinians and Israeli forces. But from the stories and from what we've seen, you don't call it a clash when you when one side has deliberately started the conflict. You would say in anything, you'd say these are retaliations from Palestinians when they're being throwing rocks at the police. You wouldn't really go on and say that it's um it's like a clash. It's it's they're, they're defending themselves they have they have the right to defend themselves in that situation um so i kind of wanted to open up open up the the floor to you guys to kind of gather your thoughts on on what's been happening at the moment um and yeah and how you feel about the reporting on on the issue because i'm pretty sure we'll share the the same viewpoint on on the situation and in that it's it's unfair treatment uh so i kind of particularly want to see what you guys thought about the reporting from mainstream media um, on the issues at hand I think the reporting is only taking place because of how widespread it is on social media so do you mean that I, I mean I'm, social I'm, media there wouldn't be any news if it wasn't so blatantly obvious who's who's being oppressed on social media if there wasn't blatant videos of what's happening it mm -hmm. wouldn't be like, look how the media um, how it speaks about terrorists and whatnot and how it, it's always categorizing terrorists within like muslims and it's always you know that kind of thing because there's no immediate obvious answer to to the to this to the public when when these kind of attacks happen it's not all over social media like the videos of it 
Whereas this is is so blatantly obvious that they they almost have to say these um, Palestinians are aren't at fault. Like I was watching a Sky interview, um, and he was struggling so much to say he was like, oh, they appear from what we know to to not to not have been doing anything wrong. Like there's no like like almost forcing themselves to say, oh, these men are innocent. They're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they struggle so much to say, yeah, it's just. Almost like surprised, kind of. That yeah, they haven't like, done anything wrong. Like, yeah, they they don't want to be saying these men are innocent. They're not doing anything wrong. Well, yeah. From what from what I've seen of like, on social media of people arguing on this point, they're saying the new the the news outlets are trying to make it look like it's and which is what you're saying, Hassan. That's a much more even conflict than what it is. It's it's complete. It's completely one sided, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think the experience the Jewish community has has had right in the last century or something, everyone is really hypersensitive to, to them um, and how how they would feel. Um, and so no one wants to bash Israel ever. No one wants to say anything bad about you know uh, the Jewish community doing anything wrong. When when really, uh, well, when, I mean, I guess you could say that they're, they're not. It's the it's the Zionist movement within the jewish community but everyone like, I, I guess i guess i kind of did it there i'm too scared to say call them out and say they're doing something wrong um because we we don't want to point fingers at anyone and we don't want to get in and this is how the news or outlets would feel they don't want to get in any trouble for for doing that especially because of the support that the jewish community has got from you know high the elite mm-hmm. society um so that that's the reason it makes absolute sense why um, it's just a shame that we have to we, we see it and it has the results that it has that people it yeah. doesn't get prioritized as a as a story and it, and to be honest it has now it is now but we all know this has been an ongoing issue yeah. that gets completely neglected nothing ever happens because it's, it's it's Israel who are supported by America versus Palestinians who have no support from anyone they're they're homeless that they, they're a stateless uh, nation mm. so yeah it's a damn shame and we're, we're literally seeing an absolute atrocity that we're going to talk about you know it, it's going to be in the history books as just one of the worst um it, you know moments in, in human history the same way the apartheid was the same way you know slavery was and we're living through it and we're just watching it happen it's, it's a damn shame wouldn't it isn't it mad that um they they so these people, as you said, in their history is so recent that they've gone through something where they were the victims of an unjust, whatever, system and oppression and things like that. And then they so freely have switched roles and now they're the ones enacting the acts like you'd hope that you understood what it was like to be on the other side type thing. So you would act in a different way, but clearly not. Um, yeah. I, I have to admit, I'm not well versed in this issue I, I tried to get educated but i'm not and i would have to admit my ignorance so um just sort of speaking as an outsider um but of course you know where i stand on this um i thought what was really interesting is seeing like rabbis that were you know there's this like the traditional haredi jews like wearing the full-on suits and a lot of them are like free palestine free palestine like this is not what judaism is we're against Judah. We're against this. Like this is not what Judaism is. So, it's been a revelation to me seeing people on that side that are very against this. Well, yeah, I think I think on that one of the one of the 
biggest like phrases that's that I, I'm seeing is you don't have to be a Muslim to support Palestine. You just have to be human. Mm-hmm. And those and those um, religious Jew, Jewish people you're talking about are just seeing the human side of this. You know, mm-hmm. like lives. This is the funny thing about the like how Israelis can can live with this thing. Um, I saw um, Hassan, you, one of our one of our friends posted um, a picture that someone had liked yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I went onto that account, and oh my god. This account is just pure propaganda. Um, just pure Israeli propaganda. Like, and it's, it's repeating the same posts. That's the funniest thing. The same posts are just being reposted because obviously there's one. There's not that much content. And also, <laughs> if you see on within the content, it says like, "Are oh, these Palestinian terrorists attacking innocent Israeli civilians?" And then at the end, it'll be like, "There were no casualties." However, <laughs> <laughs> and and. What, there's there's wrongdoing on both sides. However, on one side we're seeing an actual tangible result, you know, loss of so many innocent lives. On the other side, the Israelis have what they call the Iron Dome, right? It's a missile system that any rockets that are fired <laughs> just get completely um, neutralized. No, no one dies ever in Israel. Um, okay, that's a massive generalization that you get moments, but generally the loss of lives on on both sides is is completely. Um, What's the word I'm looking disproportionate. for? Disproportionate. Disproportionate. And uh, there's there's conventions to war. And yeah. this is like, if you if you want to call this a war, uh, you can debate whether you can call this a war. It's completely one-sided. But it, how can this go go along to the international community? There's there's rules to engagement. And this yeah. is breaking every single one of those rules. I mean, I mean, it, I think it's, it's time for, I think we've seen like uh, athletes and, and celebrities come out to start calling on action for like the our leaders of our countries kind of come out and condemn these um these acts that that are being committed but i just want to make make clear like it's yeah like tabby what you said about there, there are um the orthodox jews that come out and and they are they'll be pro-palestine being anti-israel isn't being anti-semitic there you can criticize a country without criticizing a religion so if by any of us saying we are against israel and what they're doing that's not us saying that we're anti-semitic and we hate jewish people no it's not they're, they're complete two different two different uh, matters which i think is is important because it means that people can come out and speak out against israel people like journalists should be coming out and, and reporting fairly on these matters without having to worry about being called anti-semitic um being being against what israel are doing it doesn't matter if you're 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 muslim you're christian whatever you can come out and, and be against israel um and just to make it clear like this this isn't just a palestinian muslim issue this is a a palestinian issue in general like there are there is a a proportion of the palestinian population that are christian and a similar thing happened recently whereby um i think there was some kind of christian celebration over easter and just to give you guys some background on on al-aqsa and the and the I think it's called like Temple Mount area. That area is not just really like, it doesn't hold religious significance just for Islam. It's also in Christianity and Judaism. I think in Judaism, they say like King Solomon built like the first temple there and then the second temple there um, after the first one was destroyed in Christianity as well. I think uh, Jesus may have passed through those, those, uh, that area. And, and so it has religious, religious significance for all three religions. And generally you've always seen them kind of be able to um, practice their religions in harmony there without any issues but recently like literally a couple of weeks ago when the palestinian christians were, were there to to celebrate whatever um religious occasion 
again they were met by Israeli forces and and it was the same kind of tensions and they were, they were kind of being the aggressors in that situation the Israeli forces so it's not just specific to to Muslims there are other religions in Palestine not just a Muslim issue um and it doesn't for the Israeli forces it doesn't matter they're not gonna they're not asking people you're Palestinian wait what religion are you they just have their agenda against the Palestinians and what they have to do and it's affecting all people in, in Palestine regardless of race regardless of uh, sorry of, of religion yeah you think I, okay sorry Hush, go ahead. I just want to say one thing very quickly um <clears throat> when you do look at so it's funny this this topic comes up a lot um you maybe not as much for you guys but being Muslim the the Palestinian uh story is something that is quite close with us we and it atrocities happen every other year and it comes back to our forefront um but and i always have to re-educate like kind of re-watch videos because it's such a complex discussion um but in in history actually i don't think like i don't i don't know whether i i don't have a, an opinion on whether i believe in the existence of israel but certainly from that point of existence the, the growth of israel taking over more land actually they've won a lot of that land in wars with arab states around them and look in war the war, wars happen and the people fight for for land for money for whatever israel won that land i'm i don't think there should be a debate there um that's just my opinion from the little bits i've seen it's it's just now like removing all the politics removing all the religion from it it's just people being oppressed mm-hmm. like children dying you know women being harassed mm-hmm. you know, like old old women and men booted out from their homes and like there's no there's no political conversation to have on that that's just oppression um but sorry tabia sorry for interrupting. Oh, that, no that's really useful hash because i actually didn't know that you know i didn't like i said i'm i'm, I'm not well versed in this topic um, um but i was just going to say do you reckon anything will change now because i i I'm being a bit of a skeptic and just saying I think it's just going to be another thing social media a few weeks will pass and then there'll be the next thing to um, think about and then suddenly we would have forgot about this so I've seen some people saying that there's a march on Downing Street tomorrow Um, as you said footballers are trying to put pressure on whoever but personally I'm not sure if anything will change because we've been through this before countless times we just got to remember this isn't something that started last year or started, this exactly. has been going on for in, in the public eye, two, three decades. They've mm-hmm. been like unlawfully killing people, taking over more land, more illegal set- settlements. This has been going on for three, three decades and nothing has happened. People, people say, all right, let's come to a new agreement, a new set, like a new s- settlement, a new, a new deal. They'll come to a new deal. Israel just break the deal again, start this, um, process again and then they'll go through the whole the whole cycle it's if something was going to happen it would have happened yeah there's, there's, Israel have got too much power behind them um, they're, they're a strong strong nation they're supported by America who you know no one fucks the US um, Palestine has no backing from any Muslim state Like it's, it's shameful it's actually shameful that like Saudi I don't know why is that? Saudi responded because they're in the US's pockets as well yeah, the US is lapdog. They're not going to do anything, uh, and it's shameful. Like their their holy land, right? Their holy site of Al Aqsa has been completely um, trampled on, and and you know, Saudi Arabia, the home of Islam, is not gonna is not gonna stand up and say anything. Um, and the, the like public support from like us, 
that it, I think BLM was different because it had support from way more people and way more powerful people. Like I think in terms of like a, the black community, they are, they're, they're, you guys are strong. You guys, you know, <laughs> they're racist. the black community is strong in America. Like they're, they're in some powerful positions. Um, and, and ultimately money talks. I don't know if I can say the same about Muslims um, and, you know, pro-Palestinian support in ar- across the world. Yeah, I think that's I think the idea, that, right? It's, oh, go on, Hess. No, no, going to be Oli. I was just going to say, like, yeah, that's the issue at the end of the day is that are there enough people in the, in like, are there enough powers that be that are pro-Palestinian? And then even those that might be, do they feel like they're a large enough majority to even speak up or speak out because they feel like that might jeopardize their position? And, you know, it just calls into the, the politics of it all and the, the business side of it. So, I mean, you said, Ahmed, that it took decades to there's been this has been going on for decades maybe this is an issue that takes decades to solve i think that that that's ultimately the case um that i don't know how things might change generationally but it seems like it's just so ingrained into the nature of that um sector at the moment that it's not something that can change in a day and into a week um but you know if over time more of those powers that be do move on the side of of post of pro-Palestine against the ethnic cleansing against the violence um then I'm not I mean it could I don't know how long it could take but ultimately that's the kind of thing that would potentially turn turn the tide in some form yeah I think I think the I think with like the marches and now we've got a lot more visibility on social media um you've got a lot more reach I get you've had some like like I said like athletes tweeting out they're going to be tweeting out to people who probably had no idea that this was happening like people that aren't even watching the news and keeping up to date so it is raising more awareness of the issue and then hopefully that then does put pressure on politicians around the world to come out and condemn the actions of israel which then could put some pressure on like the un and and other nations to kind of step in and, and and do more than than what they're doing at the moment to kind of bring an end to this conflict find a reasonable um resolution to the matter um i think for for most people well not for most people i think in my opinion look there's 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 no way you can just get rid of the state of israel now they, they've grown to the size they are they were given that land i think by the by the uk um after the war maybe i think it was like in the 60s yeah. where they established the state of israel no no it was in the uh it was after world it was after the world war Two, i think they, so in the, in the 50s or 60s 40s i think 40s. israel 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 like jewish Jewish people first started settling in Israel after World War One, I, I think, after the Ottoman Empire uh, okay. came down. Yeah, but I don't know when it was ex- like officially founded but, or established. But yeah. but, but it's it's an established country. So so the the what you need to do now is is figure out a two state resolution where, by, Israelis and Palestinians can live in peace amongst each other. Um, and it's such a complex issue. Um, this has been, probably like discussed between Israeli and, and Palestinian nationals extensively over the last 20 30 years as Ahmed said um but I think hopefully now if we get some presence from politicians and, and people in power to kind of put more pressure on the resolution then we could see some changes so I think right now is a very important time that we keep raising awareness on the issue um and yeah there's just a message to the, to, to the people that are listening like look look don't, don't feel like you're being anti-semitic for calling out Israel like oppression is oppression doesn't matter who's doing it call it out um if if there were Muslim countries oppressing other nationals, like for example in Saudi, um, you have a lot of 
the the workers that come from Pakistan and Bangladesh they get treated like shit like you should feel like you should have to stand up and speak out about these issues without being like tarnished anti so and so so yeah I mean we just got to keep raising awareness and and hope that in sometime in the future a resolution can come to you and and the Palestinians kind of live in peace and not have to worry about all these issues on a on a day to day yeah man you know what it's not a matter of um political religious beliefs it's just human rights as as hash said earlier i think that sums it up nicely so are you huggers do you like hugging are yeah. you a hugging person yeah yeah i'm i'm yeah i say so i'm pro hugging for sure i always always get um so in in muslim communities um if you're very religious for for the for the females you're not meant to hug or touch anyone that's not your husband your father or your kid just females just female oh, i guess it applies to males as well you're not meant to oh, okay. be be out here hugging bare people so it always it's it's always a very awkward moment when i meet family members female family members and after see whether they hug or not because obviously there's some that will follow it strictly and there's some yeah. that don't care. Like I have some aunties that will come and will hug, and there's other ones I just say salams, and and you don't really you don't even shake a hand, nothing. So not I've, even I've, a spud, not even a spud, nothing, <laughs> no contact. Um, but yeah, and it's always been a struggle for me because I, I love I love giving hugs. Like mm. I feel like hugs are like the best way to like. It's a, it's a very warm way to welcome someone in it. Say hi to someone. Just give them a yeah. hug. Yeah, it's always yeah, been a thing growing up. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, like, yeah, I'm. I've always, I think, I've always been. I feel like I've always been a hugger, to be honest with you. Like, um, like obviously, certain people like it more than others. So, like, you know, I think for the people that are like maybe weird, like me, like when I came to your house, I came to your house um, a couple. What was it on the week? On the weekend? Yeah, on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So it was the first time. Obviously, you went there, but that was the first time I seen Ahmed in the house. I just like you know, just jumped on him, hugged him. I was like, oh, was there a big embrace? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I just I don't know. I find that I find that stuff quite um, like it's heartwarming, and especially like you know, I guess sometimes people feel like there's some like male bravado and stuff like that. But I think that's all like nonsense, man. Hug hug your peoples. Yeah, word, no, word. I agree. I agree, man. I think I would I would class myself as a hugger as well. But I guess in the context of covid will you be hugging as freely as you once did <laughs> again I, I have to gauge it i mean like i'm i'm happy to hug people in in covid times but um it's whether they want to be hugged mm -hmm. so yeah, it's gonna be my the auntie situation playing out now in my in my everyday life for like my friends there's gonna be or, a like, lot of awkward moves. like like go yeah are we doing it are we doing yeah, it yeah i think i think like in i think this is must have been like maybe may or june 2020 um one of our friends had like a little house party and there was a girl there um and as she went to leave i went to hug her and she was like oh no 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 and i was like i was like what she's like oh. she's like um i think she had like some she was like vulnerable so she's like oh i can't take that risk i can't take that risk so i was like oh fair 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 but yeah that was like that kind of why shook, you me, shook me up a bit vulnerable Sorry. yeah that's that's true <laughs> What you caught something already? <laughs> That's crazy. But no, I am. Um, I I feel like personally, 
I'm a bit apprehensive now. I won't be going out willy nilly, hugging everyone. Not that yeah, I was doing anyway. after after a couple of drinks. Mm, you know what? I don't know, man. I'm such a a bit of a germaphobe now. I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm so like conscious of it that I'm not sure if I'll ever go back to my old ways. <laughs> Change forever. Um, have you been, have you got any of the vaccines at all yet, Toby? No, 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 I haven't had any vaccines, but I think I've still got the antibodies from when I had it recently, like a few months ago, True, five, four yeah. months ago. Yeah, because I feel like now that I've been, so like, I've had the first vaccine and I'm getting the second one. So I feel like I'm at the point now where I get what you mean about changing in terms of like now, like if I go to work, I got these like travel antibacterial wipes in my bag, like that I'll use when I'm like on the trip in between trains mm. like obviously i still like wash my hands still do the the sanitizer but at the same time i feel like there's a vaccine confidence where it's like you worst comes to worst like not that you're immune from covid but you just feel like you know maybe you won't get that ill or where it'll just be like the flu where i feel like i've been more like i've been more free to have be in contact with people Mm-hmm. So it kind of comes, I think it kind of comes down to, like Hassan said, like how they feel. Like for me, I don't really have any issue like hugging anyone right now. I don't really have any issue like shaking anyone's hand. For me, it'd be like the same as it was in the old days. Like mm-hmm. if you were sick or something, obviously like, I'm not trying to go near you. Like if you sneeze before I'm about to come <laughs> hug you, like, you know, be gone. But like, I think in general, like I'm not really too phased at this point. But that being said, I haven't hugged that many people since like Corona. So mm. it's only really been like people who I'm very close with. I haven't hugged like, say, for example, like a colleague where yeah. I might have done like maybe a female colleague I might have hugged in the past. Maybe now I won't do so, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's definitely going to change. It's, it's, you're, so, you're so right about the vaccine confidence thing though. Because I feel like my, since I've had my first dose, like my, my like COVID safe practices have kind of gone out the window so i used to carry around like anti-back with me like everywhere i'd be using it like regularly when i'm on like the tube and stuff now i'm like nah if i see if i see anti-back when i'm like going to like a restaurant or like somewhere or like to like a shop then i'll use it but like out and about i'm not really that fast um yeah. i've been like oh if i'm going like shops and i forgot my mask i won't go home to get it i'll just, like, I'll just go into the shop without a mask and then yeah. geez back your vaccine i back i back it bro i back it bro the way <laughs> The way you battered me, it better be damn working. <laughs> it better be working, yeah. <laughs> Put you through work. You yeah. work half of it. Now, nah, the reason um the reason I bring this up is because we finally got the green light. The all Ooh. clear. May 17th. Hugging close friends and families allowed. Just be cautious about it. <laughs> Hold Not on. That. Oh. Hold go on. on. Go I was going to say, what, what classifies as close friends? Because imagine you go to a motive, yeah, <laughs> and then there's like three, three people that you're very close with, like one person, you're not really. You hug three of them, you're like, uh, <laughs> you, you don't make the cut, sorry. <laughs> if, they're, if they're in your Instagram close friends list, I think that's how they distinguish it. <laughs> yeah. You're hug those people. Nah, but I, first of all, I think people have been doing this anyway. I don't think anyone realised that you're <laughs> yeah. hugging people, mm-hmm. but thanks for letting us know that we can on the 17th. But um, so the 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 the, way, the the question mark the big question mark is like be cautious about it. So how do you go about being cautious about hugging? Any thoughts? Do you like hug but then like turn your heads separate ways? So like Ooh, that's a good way. Far yeah, apart? Yeah. Mm. What that's you do is one, when, 
when you're like two meters apart, that's when you start the hug. So you both like <laughs> open your arms. Yeah. You just slowly ease in together. You feel me? Just like put the mask on beforehand if you really need to. And then mm-hmm. just wrap around. But then don't, don't you have more time for COVID particles to travel? Surely it should be like a quick one. Like you just run at each other. <laughs> just yeah, run quick, into each other. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold your breath as well. No. <laughs> quick. Basically like a chest bump. Like a quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it might be like have you ever like hugged maybe say like a grandma or like someone who's elderly more frail like obviously you might yeah. hug them different you might hug them differently than the way you'd hug like one of your boys it's like mm. a softer hug in it yeah maybe that's what they mean just a little like like a you know, the little like pat flick with a little yeah little tap on the back let you know i'm there yeah but huffington post put together some advice on how to cautiously hug Wait, can I just Jesus. say one more thing? Like, yeah. So obviously this is government guidelines, yeah. How are they going to police this? Like, imagine they have, like, feds, like, going up to people, like, wait, you hugged. Like, what's your relation? How close are you? What's <laughs> nah, his favourite yeah. colour? <laughs> Trust, it's like, not... Nah. It, it's it's cap, it's cap. Like, there's been people that are... There have been groups of over 30 people chilling in parks, whatever. And apparently, obviously, that's going to be now allowed, technically, from yeah the next point. But that's been happening regardless. I think it's it's all airy-fairy, but yeah. I just want to go through these these five tips for cautious cuddling, they call it. That's the new phrase, by the way. Okay. <laughs> cautious cuddling. Nice. But, yeah, but cuddling, cuddling makes it that. sound like way more like... Um, like a, a nighttime intimate. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. A, come like up a... for some cautious cuddling. Oh, hey, that could be the next hinge in your hinge yeah. bio. <laughs> <laughs> Got that tip in there, calm. <laughs> number one hug people you live with bro when you people what did that, that before yeah, yeah <laughs> like what who was going around and like not hugging the people they live with like that's that's so strange man that's so, dumb. so wait is... that wasn't was that outlawed too like were you not nah, supposed nah. to hug the people in your house no so so they gone to say if you live with someone you if you live with someone or are in the same bubble, then you have been able to hug them anyway. So don't stop now and uh, hug them however oh. and however you and they want. So that's <laughs> so the tip one of cautious cuddling. So wait, you're just like, you're using the the people that you've been legally allowed to cuddle as like some warm up for the yeah. new people that, that you can <laughs> yeah. or, or get used to cuddling batch. again. Get some, get some <laughs> practice in. Don't get any Try. new people in the road, tell bro. <laughs> Number two. Number two, resist rampant hugging if you don't need to hug each other then don't damn that's an interesting one mean, yeah so don't just be dishing it out everyone, but when do you actually ever need to hug anyone yeah unless like you know give well, them a Heimlich you, or something unless you've yeah. not seen them unless you've not seen them for years if you saw if you saw each other last week or yesterday maybe that's what they mean maybe you don't yes. need to do but if it was like Timmy like when you saw Ahmed you haven't seen him in years um, get Word. get your shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, kind of linked as well. Don't hug everybody you know. Okay, so who was doing that? Like, okay, I think some maybe is that a female thing? I don't want to generalize and and maybe say something sexist. I apologize if I did, but is there anyone out there that's just hugging everyone they know? I mean, I guess like so for guys, there's we have more than one greeting, right? We can yeah. spud someone, dap them up whatever we don't have to go in for a hug we can spot yeah for like with with girls 
like the the greeting would either be a hug or just nothing. But so I, true, I haven't yeah. really seen like an in between that Never they seen have. Yeah, yeah, I've not seen a, I've not seen t- two girls spot each other. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> and next one, oh my days! It's like they read your mind, boys. They were talk. They they must have heard the conversation that you lot were saying at the start of this topic. Avoid vaccine apathy. Uh, if both of you have been vaccinated then the risk of transmission is actually very low but it's not zero sorry to Screw me it. no more no more hugs <laughs> damn <laughs> you need to get back you need to get back to your old ways man carry that sanitizer stay <laughs> <to fit parts>. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one do the old side hug oh it's just i think it's really like you yeah. yeah, like you put your arm around their like their sh- their shoulder. They put their arm around your shoulder. Oh, uh, so like, like a like a one arm hug rather than like a two armed mm. hug. Oh wow! The only I time I like doing the side hug is like let's say you're at a table and you go around hugging people. Obviously, doing a full hug is a bit long. Like when yeah. you have to stand up, so you give them a quick side hug. But apart from that, I find them proper awkward. Like yeah, yeah. I, that's not like a natural thing. I feel like it's just like happens yeah. by accident. Yeah, Almost yeah, like 100%. when you're like. Yeah, like you almost like in, end up in that position. Like, oh, you're saying you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not something that anyone aspired to get into. I don't think. <laughs> but you know, is you know when you do like when you do. So let's say we, I'm, I'm coming in with hands like, yo, what are you doing? What are you saying? You good? And then we bring it in shoulder. Is that a hug? You know, like mm. I might, I might mm. put my hand around you like that, and then I'll be like. Yo, but it's, it's, it's one shoulder, uh, isn't it? I'd say it's it's like uh, an embrace. It's, it's, maybe? In, it's an embrace. I'd, I'd say it's in like the umbrella family of, of hugs. Mm. Because you're still only not you're not you're still like as close as you would be, maybe as you would like if you were hugging, but obviously you're not doing two arms over chest to chest, like full on um hugging. But I would yeah. say it's still in the hug category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, that's usually my form, I think, of my like main form of greeting now yeah um especially to especially to people i know i'll just be like how you doing yeah yeah you come in so i, I wanted to check if is that safe is that, <laughs> should i be like you need to that? yeah you need to write into uh what's the name professor chris Wheatley and ask him <laughs> is this allowed <laughs> Once he gives you a clear, then that's my that's me for summer, man. Exactly. But um, one of my I think one of my pet peeves with hugs is people that give soft hugs or like weak hugs. I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, when you come in for like a, a proper embrace. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. They they don't even like fully like. Oh, when it's you. like yeah, it's like what do I smell? It's just like? flimsy. Yeah, right? it's just flimsy. Yeah. I'm like yo, like you're making me feel like I'm there's something wrong with me. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> hearted. Do you know what yeah. I do? What my style is? Um, I'll like, I'll, I'll go in and then with one hand rub the back, warm up the back. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. The, whoa, whoa, yeah. wait. Not che- <laughs> no, not, not jeeps. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just like, like a warm, <laughs> like a warm. Can like, you imagine yeah, you uh, right. uh, Hugging, hugging Tabby, just your ass is getting stroked. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you wilding, son. You wilding. Like, like, if it's like a, it's like um, like my friend, I'll just be like, I'll just start warm up. Like, are like you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like a little nice. Yeah, exactly. I think I saw it in a film once, and I was like, oh, that's a cool way to do it. And then I just, ever since then, I've like adopted it. Yeah, man, it's it's 
yeah it's it's always funny when they when the government come out with like these new like because obviously you have like the main restrictions that they've lifted of like being able to go out and stuff but then they're always throwing little things like this that you're just like right bro we've been doing that we've been hugging yeah hugging i'm has sure been happening i'm sure they've been hugging as well they're just doing this for sure isn't it a hundred percent and like the guidelines are so subjective and all, when it comes to policing it's just it's one of those things that there's always those ticky tack things that technically the police should maybe be checking on mm. but they just have better things to do with their day yeah like if they saw if they just walk down the street and they saw some random people in some mad embrace hugging and puffing maybe at the most they say oh relax stop doing that but the likelihood is they're just going to keep moving on because like you're a policeman like you're out here you're trying to stop like big boy crimes and you're going to tell me like <laughs> the main thing that you did today was write up two people a ticket for hugging. Like, yeah, trust. So. all my days yesterday, you know what happened? Um, when I was going on the tube, um, I was coming out of uh, Cali Road Station and it's like an elevator in it to go up to the, to the street level. So uh, when you go into the elevator, there's like, there's one guy opposite me and he's not wearing a mask. But next to me is a police officer. I could see his face just drop, like his <laughs> to just go racing. I was thinking, technically, you're supposed to be wearing a mask in like in the tube in the underground. But the police officer just didn't even look, like he didn't even care. He's just like he had okay. something else to be worried about. So I think I think you're Timmy, you're right. Like they're not bothered about this. They got there's big knife crime to be tackling. There's other things, man. Not this exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They probably did a year ago, maybe, but mm. like when things were really hot and information was low, but they're human too. And frankly, like as time has gone on, obviously it's still been really bad with certain, certain people have still been affected like um, poorly up to recently. Um, but as time has gone on, there's more and more info, more and more people living normal lives. The police are going to kind of get back to normal as well. And mm. they're going to, they're going to turn their focus to the stuff that they think is really of a concern to them. Mm, definitely. Also, you dogs out there that beat and then say no cuddles after, you lot must be <laughs> pissed. You lot must be pissed. Your COVID excuse has expired. <laughs> May 17th, you can no longer beat and be like, yo, sorry, no cuddles. That, that breaches COVID. <laughs> <laughs> COVID guidelines. Hug your damn girl. <laughs> That's jokes. Nah, but um, for dogs. To, to wrap up though, on the 17th, we up the level inside restaurants inside pub outdoor gatherings inside. all sorts the level gets higher and then we'll see where we are after that yeah um, i can't but, wait but it's gonna be lit by the time this comes out the 17th that just passed as well so obviously we'll be talking about like talking about from the vibe that people will be listening and they'll be actually be like ready to enjoy i'm mm. sure the early birds will be there monday the 17th inside their local establishment 9 a.m. Hassan's already <laughs> active. Three bookings booked. <laughs> He's back to back. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing work from home from the pub for the next four months. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his seat booked for the whole three months, man. Trust. But yeah, so so when you listen to this, look out for next week's podcast. We'll be discussing our first week of being allowed back in to the bars. They finally let us loose. And I'm sure... Tabby will have some crazy stories for you for waking no, up no half, chance. waking up halfway <laughs> yes, <sir>. across London <laughs> in a random bed <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. warming up that back <laughs> <laughs>
But anyway, guys, anyway, guys, thanks again for tuning into the Send News podcast. As always, go check us out on our socials on Instagram, that's at the Send News podcast, and on Twitter, that's at the Send News pod. We upload every Wednesday, and you'll also be able to catch some bonus content on our socials too. And lastly, we'll head over to Tabby. We'll close out the show with some final words. Thanks, Hassan. This week I've been reflecting. I've seen some friendship groups under pressure. Um, friends in life, friends clash. And, you know, sometimes people don't see eye to eye, but um, it's always sad for me when I see, you know, old friends have arguments and things like that. And all of a sudden they're not friends. So I just want to say, um, in the words of Sean Carter, nobody eats when the family feuds. Thank you and good night.